create lasting change, inspire others, and make a difference. You have joined the Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Donaldson, and each week you will hear from distinguished co-hosts and guests as they share insights into impacting our culture from your neighborhood to the nations. I don't know about you, but this is probably the worst time for a pastor to speak on taking a Sabbath. Most people don't want to rest right now. They're tired of being stuck inside. They're ready to work, play, get out there. Well, we are experiencing a forced Sabbath, and it's for a reason. And our pastor, Chris Colley, of Crosswinds Church in the Bay Area in California, uh, one of my favorite communicators, shared a message recently on coping with this forced Sabbath. Winston Churchill said, don't waste a crisis. And God doesn't want us to miss out on this opportunity, yes, this forced Sabbath, to grow closer to him, to our family and friends. Open your hearts as Chris Colley, pastor of Crosswinds, shares. Good morning, Crosswinds, or good afternoon or evening, whatever it is, whenever you end up watching this service. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this service with us. Um, I want to just begin acknowledging this has been a tough week. Can we just be real honest for a few minutes? People are getting sick all over the world, and they're starting to get sick closer to home. Maybe you or somebody you know by the time you watch this, that's their situation. Um, people are losing their jobs. Everyone is isolating, staying inside, away from other people, including their friends and their family. At the time that I'm recording this, we are watching the crisis grow here, and we're watching other countries like Italy and Spain, where the crisis is a little bit ahead of us, and, and we're realizing this could get tougher. And uh, as a pastor, I struggle a little bit with what to say to you right now. I got an email this week from a friend of mine who's also a pastor, and, and somewhere in the email, he wrote this phrase, everything is going to be all right. And I thought, well, that's not true, because for some people, this is not all right. It's already not all right. So I'm not going to say that right now. I've been thinking all week, like, do I get up and, and, and say to you, God won't let bad things happen to his people? No, because bad things happen to good people in this world. Or do I lead you in a prayer for God to protect us or protect you? All right, I think that that is a prayer worth praying. And yet I ask, what about all the people who've not been protected? Do I say to you, if you're somebody watching who's lost their job or is about to, don't worry, God will provide for you. I believe that he will. And by the way, as a church, we want to help provide for you right now too. I believe that, but it doesn't make you less discouraged, less angry, less scared, scared. Do I say to you that as people of faith who follow a huge, mighty God who can do all things, that you should have no fear? The truth is, I don't believe it's possible to have no fear. God is mighty, but fear is a core emotion that you can't control whether you've got it or not. So I will not tell you to have no fear. But here is what I will say. The, the words that God said to Joshua as he was about to lead the people into the promised land. Be strong and courageous. Friends, you can be angry right now. 
And you can be sad right now and you can be tired and you can be confused and you can be afraid. You can be all those things. You're allowed to be those things in this moment. But I want to give you two more things that you have the capacity to be. You can be strong and courageous. Even if you are dismayed, even if you are afraid, be strong and courageous as well. God has given you the power to be strong and courageous. Now, you might say, but Chris, it's hard to be courageous because this is scary and it's, it's hard to be strong because I feel so weak and I get it, it is hard. But here's the good news. When I tell you, you have the capacity to be strong and courageous, it's not because you've been working out and, and you're gonna kick this virus butt. Um, when God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, it, it wasn't because Joshua was a man of great strength and courage. Let me show you exactly what God says. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous, Joshua? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God finishes this command to Joshua with these words. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And you, people at Crosswinds, people outside Crosswinds who are watching because your friend or your family member told you to tune in, you can be strong and courageous because God will be with you right now, wherever you go. He is with you right now if you are healthy and well. He is with you if you are sick. He's with you if you're on the front lines of fighting this thing. If you're a doctor or a, a nurse or a medical professional who's caring for somebody right now, be strong and courageous. He's with you. Everyone watching, you gotta hear this. He is with you. And while you are staying at home, isolated from the rest of the world right now, you are not isolated from God. I don't know if you know this about him, but God does not do isolation very well. He's terrible at it. He does a lot of things great. Isolation, not so much. In fact, I want to read you the words of the Apostle Paul about God's love that does not leave us, that maybe have never been more timely than they are in this moment we're in right now. He says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present, what's happening right now, nor the future, what happens next week, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, anything else, the coronavirus, job loss, shelter in place orders, an absence of toilet paper, nothing in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You will not be isolated from him and because he is with you and his love is literally with you right now, even though you may not feel it, you can be strong and you can be courageous. Now, I've talked to a number of you this week, enough of you that I think I can discern what some of you are thinking in your minds right now. You're thinking, okay, that's great for right now while you're standing here telling me this and showing me this passage, but, but what if I forget that tomorrow? I mean, what if I turn on CNN and, and they have their, their, their constant coronavirus tracker on the right side of the screen and I stop and I forget that I have the capacity to be strong and courageous. I, I forget that God is still with me. Well, I wanna teach you something right now that I think will help you live in the awareness of this all week long. There's actually a practice that you were made to do that helps people like you and me live in the knowledge, the experience of the love of God that he is with you every day. And then every day be strong and courageous. 
What I want to teach you goes back to this idea of fermata. If you watched the first week, you heard me explain what a fermata is. It's a little symbol in music that goes over a note or rest, telling a musician or a singer to hold and pause, to hold the note or hold the rest, pause, and my favorite part, wait for the conductor to tell them what's next. Well, there's a practice that God put in place from the beginning of time that is meant to be a regular part of your weekly rhythm, a practice where you are meant to pause and hold, and it is called the Sabbath. And as soon as I said that word, I just lost you. A number of you just tuned out. Sabbath? I just lost my job this week. I don't need a Sabbath. I need a paycheck. Sabbath? Isn't that a day of rest? I'm stuck at home. All I can do is rest. I don't need more. And even if I did want to rest right now and enjoy nature, there's too many 18 to 20-somethings who think they're bulletproof and are hogging up all the beaches. No offense, 18 to 20-somethings, but you really need to stay off the beaches. Sabbath? Even when I go for a walk around my neighborhood, it's not restful because I got to try and stay six feet apart from anybody else walking down the sidewalk. All right, I hear you. Slow your roll. This Sabbath thing has so much to do with all those things I just told you about God's love never leaving you and your capacity to be strong and courageous. Um, Can I show you where God brings this Sabbath thing up the first time? It's actually in the 10 commandments. It is commandment number four, by the way, Exodus 20, verse eight. Here's what it says. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. He made it holy. Again, this is one of the Ten Commandments, and, and, and those of you who are about to tune out because this does not seem relevant to the world situation we're in, I am not going to tell you that you need to take a Sabbath right now because guess what? You're in one. It's been forced on you. You can't get away from it. And, and I know there are a bunch of you whose lives just got more busy in response to this coronavirus, first responders, other people watching this. So hang in there. I'm going to get to you. But, but most of us, a Sabbath has been forced on us. And you're about to see how to use it to keep yourself aware that God is with you in this struggle so that you can be strong and courageous. About seven years ago, a group of New York police officers, NYPD, they raided a drug den in Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Did I say Brooklyn? That's a whole different place outside of New York. Anyway, the police found five men in possession of, get this, 23,000 pills of oxycodone with a street value of about half a million dollars. They were also selling heroin and cocaine, and they had a sawed-off shotgun in their possession at the moment that they were busted. All right, here's the twist to this story. When they confiscated their cell phones and they looked at the drug dealer's text records, they found texts that said, we are closing at 7.30 a.m. on the dot and we'll reopen Saturday at 8.15 p.m. The five men who were all Jewish routinely texted their customers that they were closed for the Sabbath. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? That somebody would be so God-honoring that they would follow the Sabbath rules, but so messed up that they would steal and sell drugs. And the reason that that sounds crazy to you and me is because when we think of the Sabbath, we think it is all about what you should not do. You shouldn't work. You shouldn't travel. You shouldn't shop. Back in Jesus' day, rabbis had invested lots of time into what you should not do on the Sabbath. What, What constituted work that you could not do, like 
burning things, um, that would be considered work. So like throwing a toothpick into a fire would be considered a violation. Or, or, or selecting something, picking things. So if you're eating a bowl full of berries and there are some rotten ones in the bowl, you cannot avoid the rotten ones while you're eating. That would be selecting something. You got to eat them all. The Sabbath has really turned into one big thou shalt not. But can I show you something? When we look at the Ten Commandments, we see eight of them that are thou shalt nots. The Ten Commandments have a lot of thou shalt nots. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet. But guess what? There are two of the Ten Commandments that are thou shalts. Shouts, shalls, whatever. They're things you should do. They aren't about prohibiting things. They're commands to do something. Okay, one of those is honor your mother and father. That is a thou shalt. But the other is about the Sabbath. And look again at how this command begins. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Now, in fairness, it does say halfway through the commandment, one of the things that it means to remember the Sabbath is to not work. But this commandment was never just a thou shalt not, it was a thou shalt or shall or whatever. See, remembering the Sabbath for the ancient Israelite was so much more than not working. It was a command to spend one day, at least one day a week, being joyful and being rested and being happy. It was, it was a command to sing songs together and to have great feasts. The command was a forced pause on their very frantic work-oriented lives, a day to celebrate God and the people in your life. Now, here's why I bring it up. Like I said earlier, you are very likely in a Sabbath right now, and it is a forced one. You might be working less. You might be shopping less. I mean, there's a list of things over here in California that you cannot do right now. Wouldn't you agree that there's more you cannot do than you can do right now? And you could look at this moment we're in as the time that you couldn't do anything, or you can look at it as the time that you got to do some things that you haven't had time to do in years. I was talking to someone from our church on Monday and they were telling me about how the previous weekend they had, they had heard from old friends that they had not talked to in a real long time. These were people that they grew up with or they had watched grow up and, and, and you know, they had kind of lost touch. And now in the middle of this crisis, what's happening, they're reaching out over social media and they're saying, hey, I miss you. Let's get the whole group back together and do a Google Hangout tonight, an online video chat with everybody. They are using the Sabbath that's been forced on them to remember and to do something very holy. Um, because we're working from home and our kids are out of school. We've been trying our family to go for a walk around the neighborhood together or a bike ride every day. And so, and so we've done that each day or pretty close to it. And um, last weekend, we drove to a little hiking trail about two miles from our house to do our walk there. And as you saw on the news this week, Everyone and their mother was out walking around on hiking trails this weekend. And uh, when we got there, we saw all the cars and we turned around and we went somewhere else. But, but just that all these families or people who live in the same household are, are spending this kind of time together, it's what the Sabbath is meant to be. Um, I've talked before about how I play the ukulele. I can't even call it play. I mess around. I'm not good. By the way, whenever I talk about this, people start sending me links to ukulele concerts happening around the area and articles about ukulele artists. Save it. I don't like ukulele music. 
I just like to play mine and sing. And, um, and I've been trying to get my family to do like family band with me where we all stand around and we play instruments. So I play ukulele and uh, Kennedy plays trumpet and piano. Quinn plays guitar and piano. Uh, Andrea, Andrea does whatever Andrea does. Maybe we get her some spoons to play. Uh, so far, I have not been able to get them to do this with me during this shelter in place. But when they finally do, and I'm close, you guys, it is gonna be the greatest Sabbath jam session of all time. All right, here's where I'm going with this. You are in a Sabbath. Most of you, if you're not a doctor, a nurse, somebody doing essential services where you, you may be working longer days than you've ever worked in your life. And, and, and you can view this as a tragic thou shalt not, the season where you were told what not to do and restricted and prohibited. And there's one giant fence around you right now, or you can view it as a thou shalt, as a remember the Sabbath. And you can choose to do some things in this season that you have been wanting to do or meaning to do for a very long time. Like connecting with people you haven't had good connection with in a long while. Like something creative that expresses who you are. Like taking this opportunity to deepen your relationship with God. I was talking to Steve Girali before we recorded our podcast this past Monday. Some of you know Steve from some time he spent up here with us. And um, Steve pastors a church right now in Southern California that's really unique. It's a coffee house that is really staffed by pastors who get a chance to build relationships with customers that come in and they'll start to sit down with them over time and mentor them and disciple them and start small groups. Um, thing is, it's not a to-go, carry-out kind of business. It's a come-stay-for-a-while kind of business. And it has been going really well until this shelter-in-place order hit Southern California. And Steve had to turn into a to-go business overnight, which tears apart their ministry model. And Steve had to let go of all of his staff or put them on leaves of absence. And, and to keep money coming in to pay rent, he has to keep the doors open and serve coffee for carry out, but he's the only one there. And so he's sitting there seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., shortened hours, but long days for one person making coffee and giving it to customers. And I said, are people coming in even? And he said, not really, not many, but just enough that this will help pay the rent. In other words, I have to stay open. And I said, so you're just, sitting there alone most of the day, hanging out by yourself. That's got to be driving you crazy. And he said, actually, I might start writing my next book. See, we can take this time that the world has turned into a thou shalt not, and, and this coronavirus has made it into a thou shalt not, and we can make it a thou shall. Let me ask you, what are you doing to make this Sabbath you are in a thou shalt? Okay, now here's what all this has to do with all those things I said at the beginning about being strong and courageous and God being with us and living in an awareness that we cannot be separated from him. And, and those of you who are busier than ever working really hard right now because of this virus, this is where this applies to you too. There is this moment where Jesus and his disciples are, are, are out walking through a grain field and they start to pick some grain and the Pharisees see this and they say, look everyone, Jesus and his disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. They bring up the thou shalt not. And Jesus says this great line, you've probably heard it before. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In other words, you have turned this day into a thou shalt not, but the Sabbath 
was made for you. It's meant to be a gift to you. Now, what is the gift? What's the gift? If it's a gift, it's got to have a purpose. Here's a purpose. You ready for it? The gift of the Sabbath. The gift of no shopping right now. The gift of no traveling right now. The gift of shelter in place is to tell you, you are not your work. You are not your job. You are not your accomplishments. You are not your productivity. If you're a high school student that is watching this right now and you were getting ready for the SAT that got canceled a few weeks ago, you are not your SAT score. If you were buying prom dresses and planning ahead for this night that you've been waiting for for years, you are not your prom. The gift of a Sabbath is a message from God to you that you are bigger and more important than what you get done in this world. And that his love for you is not dependent on all the things that you and I have built our lives around. As hard as this time is, and I'm not gonna minimize that, it's hard and it might get harder. Be strong and courageous, you'll get through it. But it's also an opportunity to live in the awareness that you're being out of work and you're being out of school and, and you're being unable to do all the things that you and I do every day to prove to ourselves that we matter. This is an opportunity to hear from God that you matter just as much as you ever did and you are loved and accepted, not because of your work or your holiness, but because of his grace. That whether you're getting a lot done right now or nothing, God's love is still with you. So you can be strong and courageous. I hope you enjoy listening to Influencers on the Charisma Podcast Network. Join us next week for another thought-provoking episode. And remember to use your influence to move people closer to Jesus. Jesus.